All right, this question for tonight, um, I actually got two questions for. And whenever I get two questions from different people for the same thing, that's like, okay, time to answer it, right? Yes? Can this count for the sermon notes? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so sermon notes, that, that would be, um, that's one of the requirements for the ministry trip. That could be youth group Wednesday night. That could be Sunday school. That could be Sunday morning service, evening ser- Sunday evening service. Anyone? All right, so the two questions, both related to the same thing, are, um, whoops, how do I deal with the struggle of loneliness? And then related to that, if I have so many friends, why do I still feel lonely? Um, this is what I like, appreciate about these two questions, is they address the same issue, but, but maybe different problems with that, right? Um, we all struggle with loneliness from time to time. Sometimes you may have a lot of friends. You may have a lot of people hanging around you, but you still feel lonely. Have you ever been there? Um, Proverbs 18.24 says, A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. It says, like, you can have a lot of companions, but still come to ruin. That You can still feel lonely. You can still feel by yourself, isolated, even with a lot of people around. And it's no secret that um, I say especially teens struggle with loneliness a lot. How do we look in God's word and allow it to guide us in our times of loneliness? You know, when, when God created the world, he called everything he made what? What did he call everything he made? Very good. But you know what the first thing that he called not good was? <laughs> not your breath. Although, if you had been there, I'm sure that would have made the list. Um, yes, Genesis 2.18, Then the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. Now, while this is talking immediately about marriage, um, I think it also points to a fundamental reality that humans were created for relationships. It's not good for people to be alone. And really, I think this is a reflection of the image of God in us. The Bible says that we're made in the image of God, and God is relational. And even before the world existed, before you and I existed, God existed three in one, the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and experiencing perfect love, perfect harmony from eternity past. And then he makes us in his image. And as people made in his image, we are relational. We're wired for relationships. And that is what makes loneliness so unbearable. And you know what? God agrees with that. He looks at loneliness and he says, that's not good. So how do we handle loneliness? Again, this is something that all of us will struggle with from time to time. Before we jump into the question, let's consider what loneliness is. Um, If you were to describe the feeling of loneliness. What words would you use? Lonely. Lonely. Great. We're on. Man, we're cooking. Depressed, yeah? No motivation. Emptiness. Emptiness. What else? How does it feel? <laughs> What's that? Left. Left, yeah, left alone. Trapped. Yeah. Trapped, yeah. I heard someone said happy. <laughs> okay. All right, introvert. I got it. <laughs> yeah. Abandoned, yeah. I'm going to say anxious just because I feel like I'm doing something wrong. 
Okay, yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot of feelings go through your head when you feel lonely. And I think at its core, really, loneliness is a feeling of isolation. You feel isolated. And this could show itself in a lot of different ways. Obviously, there's physical isolation. Um, you're lonely because you're not around other people, right? Like a pandemic, you know? Um, you, you don't have much interaction with other people. And, 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 and you feel lonely because there's this physical separation, some people are even abandoned by family or friends, or maybe you move to a new place and you don't know about anybody and you have this physical separation, physical isolation. Sometimes it's a relational isolation. And what this would be, you know, as opposed to physical isolation where you're not around other people, you might be around other people here, but you don't have any meaningful interaction with people. You have friends, but no true friends. You may feel um, excluded or isolated while you're still surrounded by people. You may feel like others don't accept you. Right? There's a relational isolation. There also could be a feeling of spiritual isolation. You don't feel like God is there. You pray and you, nothing seems to happen. Sometimes you're feeling all three of these at once. That's why loneliness is so unbearable. And loneliness creates feelings of sadness, maybe hopelessness, depression, even anger and bitterness. And what's ironic, I think, and what makes it particularly challenging for us today in the world we live in, is that our culture today is like probably the most connected culture in history, but also the most lonely. Um, you know, social media, right, creates this illusion of friendship and connection without any of the substance of connection. And so many teens' online presence appear happy and fulfilled while they're inwardly struggling with a deep sense of loneliness. You know, there was a brand new study that, put, that was put out by the CDC just in the past couple of days. And uh, they pulled a bunch of high school students, studied a bunch of different high school students and um, they found that way back in 2011, 28% of all high school students, quote, experienced persistent feelings of sadness, sadness or hopelessness. But in 2021, 10 years later, that shot up to 42% of all high school students, 57% of all girls, and 29% of all boys. There's something happening in our culture right now where... Feelings of hopelessness, depression, sadness is just skyrocketing. And you can point to so many different contributing factors um, that might cause this jump, but it would be no surprise if part of that is that feeling of isolation, right? A lot of this shot up during the pandemic years when everyone was locked in and, 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 and away from each other. That feeling of isolation causes this, often this sense of depression or sadness. And so this is something that um, we need to address. We need to see how does God help us through these times? And I'm sure many of you could, if, if we decided to, could stand up and share how you're experiencing loneliness even now in your life. How do we navigate this? I think the first step that's really important would be to um, consider the cause of your loneliness. I think the first thing you should do, if this is where you are, sit down, find some time to ask yourself some questions. 
Um, maybe you'd ask questions like this. When do I feel the loneliness? What are the circumstances surrounding when I feel most lonely? What happens when I try to connect with people? If you have a special friendship, what makes that friendship special versus other friendships in your life? What would make you feel accepted? And are you feeling that? What is it about myself that's keeping people from accepting me in your eyes? What do you think is the most significant cause of your loneliness? How close do you feel with God? So step one, just, just ask yourself these questions, and I would, I would encourage you to write those things down. Take a journal. Write those down. You took it away. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Deal with it. <laughs> guys, these are example questions. These are example questions. You don't have to only ask yourself these questions and no more. Tony, stop laughing and start writing. <laughs> all right? Now, so, so these are examples, all right? The main idea is sit down, ask yourself questions. Yeah, Jerry's got the right idea here. There we go. Yeah. All right? And there's many more questions that you can ask, okay? But, uh, but these would give you a good start. Ask yourself these questions. Sometimes we experience loneliness and we just sit in it. And we're discouraged by it. And we're sad about it. But we never, <laughs> we never ask ourselves, well, why? What's going on? Like, what am I thinking? What am I experiencing? So write those things down. You know, I think, I think as you do that, you just might discover a lot of things about yourself. You might see that you really struggle with your own self-perception and you're really worried about how others view you or something like that. It's always important to begin with an honest self um, assessment. And now that you've written those things down, right? Right? Now that we have all those things written down, all right, <laughs> all right, um, you write it out, okay? Take what you wrote and pray about it to God. You ever done that before? Did you know that your prayer life could be more than just uh, help us have a safe trip, help me to feel better, help my grandma to get healthy? Those are all great. You know, your prayer life could include you writing out your deepest struggles, what's going on in your life, and then taking that and bringing it before the Lord and saying, Lord, this is what's going on in my life right now. The psalmist did this all the time. Psalm 25, verse 16. Turn to me and be gracious to me. Why? I am lonely and afflicted. David's crying out to God and said, God, turn to me, be gracious to me. I'm all alone. Psalm 102, verse 7 says, I lie awake. I'm like a lonely sparrow on the housetop. Next verse. <laughs> you just read the references. You have a phone. You can look up the, the verse later, you know. You can take a picture. You guys are such good note takers. I'm actually quite proud of you. All right. Uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. I'm trying to make it hard on you guys. 
All right. Next slide. Psalm 142, verse 4. Look to the right and see. There is none who takes notice of me. No refuge remains to me. No one cares for my soul. Has that ever been your heart cry before? Have you ever said that to yourself? Well, I mean, have you ever thought about saying that to God? Bringing that to the Lord and saying, Lord, man, I feel like no one cares about me. I I feel like I'm all alone. If you want to get really poetic, I feel like I'm a lonely sparrow on a housetop. Okay? Um, Why are these verses included in Scripture? Because it reminds us, this is, this is part of the human experience in our fallen world. And even writers of scripture struggle with deep senses of loneliness in isolation. And if you don't think you can bring your brutally honest and transparent thoughts and feelings to the God who loves you, you're really missing out on an incredible benefit that you have as his child. And when he saves you, when you place your faith in Christ alone for your salvation, he becomes family. And you know what he asks us to do? He says, I want you to cast all of your anxieties on me because I care for you. You get to do this. So consider the cause of your loneliness. Ask yourself those questions. Write those down. And then bring those to the Lord in prayer. And then the next thing I think you should do, consider how you cope with loneliness. We all have coping mechanisms for the different struggles in our life. We all handle it different ways, few of which are particularly helpful or healthy. We still do them. Um, What do you guys think? What what might be some ways that we cope with loneliness? Tony? Further isolation. Further isolation. Why would we do that? I don't know. It's a <laughs> okay, but we do that. Why? Why do we do that? Huh? What else? What are some other coping mechanisms, Jocelyn? Okay, yeah, tune it out, right? Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Exercise. Exercise. Yep. Sometimes you just cope by exercising. Get out there. Get moving, which can be a great thing. That's a good thing. What else? Yeah, Aurora. Sleep. Sleep. Yep. Yep. Josie. Getting a therapist. Yep, someone to talk to. That's always good. Jerry. What's that? Uh, Yeah, gaming all over the place. Ainsley. Cry. Cry. Yep. Yeah, Yeah. David. Okay, attempt to make conversation. Try to remedy the problem. Yeah, Rachel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like what Tony said. Further isolate yourself. What else? Anything else? Yeah, Rachel. Uh, yep, mm-hmm. self harm. Like that, something that 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 when when the the pain is just so unbearable, and you're lonely, and and you 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 want some way just to externalize that that pain that you're feeling on the inside, and it even can come to to self harm. Here's some here's some potential ways that that uh, that we can cope with this. Again, all of these probably harmful, um, but we do them. Um, Filling the void. Filling the void. Trying to fill the void. So, so this would be, you know, you're feeling super lonely, so, so what do you do? You escape to a different world. Be that video games. Or music. Um, or whatever the case may be. Um, movies, whatever. Um, it's, it's, so it's a coping mechanism in which you're struggling with loneliness, and so, man, 
I can't stand this world right now. I need to go to a different world. I need, I need, to, I need to transport myself to my happy place, the place where I'm comfortable. Maybe, you know, even with gaming, where with, with a community online that I feel more connected to than my community in real life. Um, so trying to fill the void. I'm lonely and it's painful. I want to fill the void. Another coping mechanism would be maybe redefining self. Maybe, you know, you might conclude that you're lonely because of who you are, right? Lonely because I'm the way I am. So, if I, if I kind of re, rebrand myself, if I, if I seek a new identity or a version of myself, if I can become a person that I'm happy with and that other people are happy with, then maybe I won't be so lonely. Can we fall into that? I mean, a lot of times when we're lonely, we, we, we look inwardly, we look at ourselves, and we're like, oh, man, I can't stand how I am in this way. If I could just change that, if I could just, if I could just redefine myself, maybe it'll solve the problem. Another way might be expecting too much. What do I mean by this? When you're lonely, um, you, you might tend to start expecting more out of the relationships that you do have. And then when someone seeks to befriend you, let's say you're super lonely, and then someone kind of like, hey, let's hang out sometime. What do you do? You're the needy friend. You go, blah! <laughs> and you overreact. And you're like, you go overboard. And, and you, cause what, you're like, this is the solution to my problem. Like, man, if I can nail this, if I can just get this friendship down, like, I won't be lonely anymore. And so you become too dependent on the friendship and you do too much and maybe even sometimes scare them away because you're going, you're, you're, you're going a little expecting too much and you're going overboard. And you end up hurting the friendship instead of strengthening it. What else, how else could we cope? Sometimes just trying to own it. Own the loneliness. You might conclude that loneliness is your lot in life. And so you embrace the loner mentality. Maybe even start dressing different or pursuing different unique or even strange hobbies. You, you, you actually start pushing people further away because this is just who you are. Might as well own it. Might as well make my identity the loner and, and maybe find some satisfaction in that. And maybe it's just giving up. This isn't so much as a coping mechanism as it is a realization that coping doesn't work. And you find yourself just constantly sad, feeling hopeless, maybe even hating yourself. Isn't this a happy lesson so far? <laughs> so, just like you did with asking yourself questions. What's going on? What's the cause? Where is this coming from? Write these out too. Write down, this is how I usually try to handle loneliness. This is my go-to. And then what do you do? Pray about those. Pray about those to the Lord. Because I want you guys to know that, that, that I, I know and God knows that loneliness is really difficult. It's really hard to navigate and it can be overwhelming. There's a verse in Scripture that says something that's always been helpful to me. And and you notice that the Scripture reference here is wrong, so don't just write the Scripture reference because it won't take you to the right place. 
the right scripture reference is 1 Corinthians 10.13. 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, No temptation has overtaken you. That is not common to man. But God is faithful, and he will not let you to be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he'll also provide the way of escape, that you may be able to endure it. What does this verse tell us? It tells us, you know, that while you may feel lonely, um, you're not lonely in your loneliness. That, 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 that no temptation is taking you, but such as is common to man. That this is a universal struggle. This is a common struggle. That even people with smiles on their faces and friends surrounding them deal with a lot. The verse also tells us that God is faithful in your loneliness. He never leaves you nor forsakes you. And loneliness is temporary. Everyone has seasons of loneliness in their lives, but through Christ, you can weather lonely times in your life and grow stronger through them. And so how do we navigate this? All all that we've done so far is just kind of assessing our loneliness and assessing how we cope with loneliness. What does God's word word tell us that that helps us with loneliness? And that's what I want to finish with tonight as we look at finding God's grace in loneliness. If you're in a time where you're just, you feel really isolated, where does God's word guide you? I think it tells us to, first of all, remember the reality of God's presence. If you have a Bible, so you can turn to, to Psalm 139. I'm sure some of you know this psalm well. Psalm 139 We'll read a couple of verses from here. And, and what this is going to tell us is that if you have a relationship with God, He's near you no matter what, even if you don't feel like He is. Um, Psalm 139 simply states God's presence as fact, no matter how hard we try to be lonely. <laughs> God is there. Psalm 139, verse 1 says, O Lord, you've searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up, you discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain it. Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand will lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night, even the darkness is not dark to you. And the night is bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. He's saying here, you're just there. You, you, are, you are present with me. Even, even when I find myself as isolated as possible, I cannot flee from your presence. But not only is there the reality of God's presence, but there's the reality of His care and His knowledge of you. This verse talks about how He knows you. He knows you're lying down and you're rising up. He knows the thoughts inside your own head. Verse 13 says, For you, you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you 
while I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. You saw my unformed substance in your book were, were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. What's that saying? Before I was even born, you had every day of my life written down. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast are the sum of them. If I could count them, there'd be more than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Even when you don't feel his presence or feel close to him, the reality is he sees you, he knows you, and he cares for you. Remember the reality of God's presence. Number two, find comfort in God's presence. And then, thirdly, find purpose in God's presence. And we're going to look at some passages that, that talk about this. How do we find comfort? Maybe you say, yeah, okay, I know God is there. Um, I've told myself that before. Still feel lonely. What do I do? How do I find comfort in this? How do I find purpose in this? Um, this loneliness is so unbearable. I, can't, I just can't stand it anymore. What do I do? Psalm 27, verse 10 says, For my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. This is describing someone that is so lonely that those closest to him have forsaken him. His own father and mother. You know, there's a special place in God's heart for those who feel forsaken by those closest to them. And we see all throughout Scripture, the Bible describing God's care for the fatherless and for the widows. And this verse includes those forsaken by family, that God takes them in, cares for them. Look at this next verse. Behold, the hour is coming, indeed it is come, when you will be scattered, each to his own home, and will leave me alone. Yet I'm not alone, for the Father is with me. Who's speaking here? Jesus is. This is Jesus before he is sent to the cross to die. And he's telling his disciples, his closest friends, right? Our is coming when you are going to be scattered. My closest friends are going to desert me, and I will be left all alone. Do you know that Jesus was lonely? Jesus was deserted. Jesus was isolated. In his hour of greatest need, all of his closest friends completely deserted him. Right on Sunday, we've been going through Hebrews, and we talk about how Jesus is our high priest who's touched with the feeling of our infirmities because he was tempted in all points like as we are, yet without sin. And, and I think part of that human experience that Christ experienced so that he can identify with us and be our helper is that feeling of isolation, of loneliness. He was forsaken by everyone. And in his loneliness, what did he say? He said, I will be left alone, yet I'm not alone. For my Father is with me. He remembered that the presence of the Father was enough for him. He recognized he must go into this trial alone, that his human relationships would fail. But he knew that his Father would stay by his side. Another passage, again, Wrong scripture reference. My bad. The scripture reference here is 2 Timothy 4, 16 through 17. 
Sometimes I whip out these PowerPoints a little too fast. Um, this is Paul writing near the end of his life. He says, At my first defense, no one came to stand by me, but all deserted me. May it not be charged against them, but the Lord stood by me and strengthened me, so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. So I was rescued from the lion's mouth. So just like Jesus, Paul experienced desertion and loneliness at the end of his life. Can you imagine having like a life of effective ministry and you're planting churches and you're going on missionary journeys and, and, and you're forming all these relationships and then you find yourself in need and then everyone just leaves. You're just by yourself. What was Paul's perspective in that moment? Number one, he says, may it not be charged against them doesn't hold it against them but he says but you know who stood by me the lord he strengthened me and i think specifically he's talking about jesus christ there so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the gentiles might hear it what did what did paul do when he was struggling with loneliness he focused on the lord's presence and the lord's strength and what did that allow him to do? When you focus on the Lord's presence and the Lord's strength in your time of loneliness, loneliness, that allows you to stay focused on your purpose. What are you called to do? And what was Paul called to do? I, the Lord is with me. He's strengthening me, even when everyone else has deserted me, so that the message might be fully proclaimed to all the Gentiles. When you realize God's presence is enough for me, that, that Jesus is near me in my loneliness, that he sees my loneliness, and, and he knows, and he cares, and he takes me in. I can, instead of seeking to cope with loneliness, instead of trying to find my salvation in a relationship, instead of trying to, to redefine myself to, to, to somehow be better accepted by other people, I, I, I focus on my relationship with Christ, and what does that allow me to do? Remind myself, okay, this is why God made me. This is what God has called me to do as His child. To spread the word to others. To, 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 to serve other people. When you dwell on your loneliness, you lose sight of your purpose. And your new mission in life simply becomes escaping your loneliness. It's your new, that's your new purpose. I just need to get out of this. That's what consumes your thoughts. But if that's your mission in life, you won't find fulfillment. Paul used his loneliness to be reminded of God's presence, even in his loneliness, in his purpose for being called by God. And when you come to a place where you're content with just you and God, your purpose in life will become clearer, and, as a side note, your relationships with others will be healthier. Why? Because you know those relationships aren't the cure. That's not the answer. Those relationships are simply part of my purpose as a Christian. To spread the word, to spread Christ's love, and build others up in Christ. It starts with your relationship with Christ. How am I, how am I seeing my relationship with Him? When I'm lonely, do, am I reminded of who He is to me, what He's done for me, how He helps me in the, in, in, even in my most difficult times? When you, and you, when, you, when you remember that, your purpose becomes clearer. You know, I think, you know why loneliness, I think, is such a huge problem during the teen years? I think in part, it's because everyone 
is looking around for acceptance while no one is giving it. Does that sound like a recipe for success? No. Every single person is like, man, I just want to be accepted. I just want to be accepted. And and they're saying that to all of the other people that are saying the same thing. I just want to be accepted. And so everyone's trying to prove themselves and they're trying to redefine themselves and they're trying to, 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 to just add on to their life to somehow be accepted by others when everyone else is just craving the same thing. And no one is seeking to accept, to reach out, to love, to serve. How do we do that? It starts with your relationship with Christ. Is he enough? And as you, as you, in your loneliness, you cry out to the Lord, you, you bring those burdens to him, help me, Lord, I'm lonely, I'm afflicted. Then you remind myself, you know, my father and mother forsaken me, but the Lord takes me in. I am alone, yet I'm not alone, because the Father is with me. Everyone has deserted me, but the Lord stood by me and strengthened me. And because I know that Christ is with me, I can selflessly serve and accept and love those around me instead of just trying to crave it for myself. That's Christ's path in loneliness. Thoughts? Questions? I thought I saw your hand kind of slipping up there. Well, I was just going to say that if you think about the people that you, that you think have a handle on it and, and yeah. they're cool and past it, yeah. like they don't, they're the ones that you envision that don't care. Yeah. Right? And so when you're, when you're so focused on acceptance, what you're idolizing is that individual who mm-hmm. is, shirks off like any need for acceptance. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the cool guy. And yeah. the problem is that they probably want that same acceptance just like anybody else. Right. So, like, they're going through the same thing. Yeah, they're going through the same thing. And, and even if you do find some level of acceptance for a time, oftentimes that's temporary. And uh, you find quickly that, that human relationships are not meant to satisfy your soul. Christ is meant to do that. Well, one more thing. I was just going to say, a couple times tonight you talked about uh, prayer and mm-hmm. pointed out some really good scripture references. Like, if, if you're struggling with, with your prayer life, Go to scripture mm-hmm. and look for passages that that speak about what it is that you're going through. And just pray scripture. Mm-hmm. Like if you can't put what's going on in your heart or going on in your life into words, like search it out mm-hmm. in, in scripture. And again, Pastor Aaron gave you guys like several really good songs is perfect because a lot of times, right, David's just crying out. Mm-hmm. And so the things that he that he pleads with with God for, right, are a lot to do with his brokenness, mm-hmm. right. And so, if you're feeling that way, if you're feeling separated, broken, lonely, right, Psalms Psalms is a really mm-hmm. good place to start. And that helps you see that when you feel lonely or isolated, that you know, that's not something you should feel guilty about, no. right? Like, what's wrong with me? No, because you look in Scripture and you're like, man. Same thing there, right? And, and Christ doesn't come to us and say, what's your problem? You're a Christian. Get over it. No, he's near to the brokenhearted, right? He, he, he's drawn to those who are struggling, who feel isolated. And he says, yeah, I've experienced that too. And I want to give you grace for it. I want to help you. I want to be there for you, right? 
just like a friend who comes to you in a lonely time, a human friend that comes alongside and just is there for you when you feel isolated. You appreciate that, right? It's a really special thing for someone to do, right? Christ does that to an infinitely greater scale. And um, if you haven't noticed that about Christ, haven't thought about that about Christ, think about that. Um, He experienced it too. He offers grace in it. And um, and he, he, he stands there saying, you know, come unto me, all you who weary are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly. You will find rest for your souls. And he's trying to tell you, listen, all the ways you try to cope with loneliness, they don't work, do they? They don't heal the pain, do they? I do. That's what I'm for. So run to Christ. He knows that it's difficult. He wants to give grace in it. Yeah. Uh, you know, us adults in this room, we all have to struggle with that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I can just use my my own life. Um, but just recently, uh, myself, I always felt so alone in the not in this church, but the previous church I attended. I served um, just in capacity like, like I am now, just serving and um, and just reaching out to people, just, you know, and just feeling so alone, so broken as, you know, the one place that we shouldn't feel lonely. I felt mm-hmm. the most lonely. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and, and God gives us grace. And God, you know, um, had for Marissa and I to come here. Um, you know, uh, there's, there's times in our lives that, you know, we also have to show ourselves things. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just want to share this passage, or just this one verse, you know, in Proverbs uh, 18.24 um, A man that hath friends must show himself friendly. And there's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. You know, you you have to go out of your way sometimes. Like, I can feel myself being bent to you know, wanting to be in myself, like, reserved. But I... I I know for myself, I need to make it a priority to reach out to, hey, you know, how's it going? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, setting up a specific time to hang out with people. And and, and, in so doing, maybe even bring about, like, what have you been reading? Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it was such a huge encouragement when, when I've been able to talk to somebody and we've gotten on to the subject of, you know, what we've been reading in God's Word, mm-hmm. and, you know, that's, you know, greatly to encourage us mm-hmm. and to go ahead. Yeah, like, we started out, like, we're relational beings. God, God created us to, to be in community with one another. That's why, that's why the church is a thing, that, that we can build each other up in Christ. And, and, and when I say, you know, start with your relationship with Christ, right? What should that result in? To result in love for Christ, result in love for others, right? And guys, there are lonely people around you. 
you realize that? Even the outgoing ones, even the friendly ones, even the one that already, ones that already have a friend group, okay? And seek for how, if, if you're solid in your relationship with Christ, yeah, I'm struggling with loneliness. I hate it, but I'm so thankful for Christ and his love for me. What, what will that result in? Love for others and, um, and, and, and seek to reach out. Um, the church should not be the loneliest place for you. It should, it should be furthest from that. I feel like that's like a recipe for disaster, mm-hmm. especially for new Christians. Yeah. Because, I mean, if not there, where else are you going to go? Right. And there's so many, that's a whole different lesson we can look at. Why, why, why is the church often the loneliest place, right? Whether it's from feeling like you can't share burdens, feeling like you can't be honest about struggles, feeling like there's people that don't love you, all those things, right? Let's not be that. Let's, 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 be, let's be a church that, 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 that loves, that, that helps, that's there for each other. Um, yeah, Josie. Does Alberto Absolutely, yeah. Except he has Alberta now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm going late. Let's close, let's close in prayer. Lord, thank you for being with us even in our lonely times. Thank you for being a God who cares and, for lis- and who listens. Lord, I pray that we would be a church that seeks to, to reach out and love those around us. We never know who someone else is str- what someone else is struggling with, but you do. And I pray that we would be your hands and feet um, in the lives of others. In your son's name we pray.